All right. Hey, everyone. This is uh, Mike from Dark Days Radio here at PAX Unplugged, uh, talking to Neil Ramon Price and Monica Specka. So uh, how are the two of you? I'm doing great. I mean, I actually just wandered in here like half an hour ago. <laughs> I literally just arrived to the con uh, and jumped immediately into doing an interview with you. Uh, so <laughs> that's a great way to kick this off. I'm doing pretty great as well. I've been running demos all day yesterday for uh, a lot of people here at the booth, Mummy and Scion, and people really like that a lot. Nice, nice. Mummy's second edition? Yep. We just reviewed that. Well, looking at the Kickstarter draft, and it's awesome. I, really psyched um, about it. I worked on it. I did a lot about the cults and a lot about the utterances. Oh, nice, nice. Awesome, yeah. awesome. The big thing that we really want to talk about here first is PAX Unplugged. You know, what's going on with the convention, how you're enjoying it, and uh, anything that really stands out to you. Uh, I don't know if either of you have been here before, but uh, just uh, really like to talk about the convention and uh, give it a little, little advertising, if you will. Um, yeah, I've been doing this for like three years. I think this is my third year coming. Um, I live in the area, so I usually only do like one day because um, my November is really busy con time for me. Um, due to a family thing, I had to skip out on one of them, but usually I do three cons in November, uh, and then this one's the beginning of December, so it's usually like I get, a, I get a week to breathe for Thanksgiving and then PAX. Um, so usually it's the one that I wind up having to like cut back on, so I'm usually only here just for Saturday. Um, and uh, I like to fly by the seat of my pants, and I don't plan anything, so I just roll up here and like figure out what's fun, <laughs> see industry friends, you know, just have a good time. Yeah, um, this is also my third year coming to PAX, and I, I really love the atmosphere here. The first year especially, you had a lot of people coming in who'd only ever played D&D, and, you know, D&D's great, um, but there's a ton of other great games out there. And over the past two years, the convention's really grown into a major hub of tabletop gaming, and it's nice to see all of our friends in the industry. It's nice to see all the really cool games being announced and coming out. Um, and it's nice to see PAX becoming more of a central f fixture in the role-playing community. Yeah, it's definitely a great show. I really like it. I actually work down in the RPG department, so we get a lot of people looking for D&D, &D, and a lot of people just excited to see all the other games that are uh, being run, being played. Uh, a lot of Vampire this year. That's actually yeah. been like really off the hook, which has been very exciting. Yesterday, Onyx Path had a huge announcement, really big announcement for the Exalted line. So could the two of you talk about Exalted Essence? We sure can. Yeah. I also just noticed that both of us are burning off our ner nervous energy with the same leg. Yep. <laughs> uh, do, do you want to lead this off? Or? Sure. So um, Exalted 3rd Edition is a, a great game, and um, it, it's definitely something that you can pick up Exalted and you can play for years and years and years with just the core book alone. But over time, we've heard uh, a similar amount of feedback from people. People talking about how difficult it is to get into the game. People talking about the density of the lore. People talking about decision paralysis, looking at all the charms. You know, we, we completely agree. It can be very difficult for new players, especially, and even older players who want a little bit less of a cognitive load, to get into that and interact with the awesome setting that uh, Exalted has yeah. of creation. I like to call it a, a mechanically intense game. Yeah. It's a mechanically intense game. So Essence's essential goal is to do something that fans have been asking for for almost 20 years now, and that's streamline the Exalted experience, give a lighter feel that still feels like Exalted and still feels recognizable like that, and allows new players the ability to interact and engage with creation 
in uh, a way that you know really ties them into the setting and gets them in rather than dumping a bunch of information on them. Yeah, I think my uh, my developer quote that was in the uh, press release said that I wanted to bring the joy of Exalted to to new players and experienced people alike, uh, and that's like that's that's I think that's really the core of our goal there uh, is to make a product that both you can bring new people into it and exper and like expose them to this incredible setting. Um, and be able to do that without like having to spend hours and hours and hours in storyteller prep time. And uh, one of the things that's on our design outline is that uh, character creation should take like half an hour or less. And we're, we're really working on making sure that that sort of thing happens. Yeah. Um, we want it to be a game that's accessible to people because it's a great game. We, we love it. You and I have both been fans since first edition. Um, there's, there's a ton of love right here at this table for yeah. Exalted. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So... I think a, a big question about this is how compatible it is with Exalted 3rd Edition. Because uh, I think it's going to be a big question, and she's grabbing the microphone. I just immediately made grabby hands for the microphone. Give me that, give me that, give me that. <laughs> uh, because the intention with Essence is that it will be um, basically either forward compatible. So if you start with Essence, it'll be like a, a, a building block towards 3rd Edition um, for groups that find that. And for groups that want to maybe dial back and find that Essence's lighter rule set better fits their needs, that they should be able to do that. Um, and we definitely talked about there being a conversion guide. Yeah. So uh, there's a couple comparisons. There's a couple other uh, companies that have done some something similar with the rule sets. Uh, Shadowrun did Shadowrun Anarchy. Earthdawn did Earthdawn Age of Legends. And Fate Core did Fate Accelerated. Evil Hat did that. So in each of those, you can see the sort of still framework of the original game, but in a much more streamlined shell with varying degrees of success. I think that Fate Accelerated uh, is a great example of that. It looks and plays a lot like Fate, but there's a lot of different stuff working under the hood. It's a much more streamlined and focused experience. And that's the sort of uh, design goals that we're bringing to Essence. Awesome, yeah. I think uh, my main question, and we can edit this out if you can't answer it, is, is it going to have dots still? Yes. Awesome. Yeah. So, I mean, it's the same familiar system that everyone kind of knows, just just at a different level of complexity. But uniquely, uh, in the core, we're going to have all current extant, 10 extant types of Exalted available for play. Yes. Yep. All 10 of them in the core book. Um, it will still have dots. It will still use D10s. It's still target number seven. Tens still explode. Um, all of that familiar stuff still attribute possibility. Like you're not, it's not a new game. And I, I think I want to put out there that this is not Exalted 4th Edition. This is not Exalted 3.5. And this is not a new game line. Uh, it is a one-off book. Uh, it, there's not going to be an Essence line. It is not competing with 3rd Edition. In fact, we want you to buy 3rd Edition stuff and use yeah. it with this. We want you to. You will get a lot more setting detail out of all the Exalted 3rd Edition books. You'll get, um, we were going to have a, a system in Essence that allows you to backport and forth uh, charms from Essence into EX3 and back again. Uh, if you want to. Yeah, so that so, all that material from 3rd edition will be completely usable in essence as long as you're willing to put in a little bit of the the elbow grease to make the conversion happen. Essentially, yeah. I don't know how to follow up with this. I am the target demographic for this <laughs> book, so I am actually super psyched. This, we, is, uh, this is awesome. One of the things we really want to do uh, is facilitate both single type exalt play and also mixed groups of play yeah. especially the latter yeah. from from the get-go essence assumes that everybody is playing an exalt and that they are not all the same exalt um, yeah. and to that end we are in the process of alpha designing uh, how to make that happen um, and using certain things to make sure that like if one dude wants to play a dragon blood in the party of solars that they're not taking a hit for doing that yeah this is awesome. Very excited. I uh, can't wait to see it. And yeah, you've pretty much already got my money. So awesome. Awesome. Great work. 
Is there anything else you wanted to bring up about Exalted Essence before we move on to other topics? What are we allowed to talk about? Uh, <laughs> not much. Not much. Yeah, um, we're in alpha design. I can say that. That that seems like a good thing. I can say we're in alpha design. There's been a lot of really good discussion. Um, yeah. I, I put together the alpha over last weekend because I wanted it to be ready for the, pe the press release and I wanted the team to get a chance to look at it. And I'm probably going to do some revisions when I get home, actually. Um, we, and it's, it's, I called it just this side of playable yeah. <laughs> in our chat room right now. Um, We're definitely um, excited to start holding playtests for this because, I mean, as Monica said, uh, we've been fans since Exalted First Edition. We love running it. We love playing it. So I'm excited to do a new thing with Exalted. That's never been done with War. Yeah, and it's, it's pretty interesting because we have a handful of people who are actually pretty new to Exalted on our design team, um, and their input has been invaluable because, yeah. because us as long-term fans have been living in the monkey house, as it were, and then sometimes it's hard to see past uh, stuff you assume as a long-term fan of a product. Um, and it's been really great to have people be like, well, what does that even mean? Like, Dixie's been really helpful with that. Yeah. Um, uh, Danielle Lozon is also on the team, who's pretty new to Exalted. Um, mm -hmm. Also an extraordinary systems designer, so I'm really yep. happy to have her on the team. Um, Meg Megan Fitzgerald's Gerald. also been working on Exalted for a very long time. Yep. Mm -hmm. She's on our team, too. Uh, yep. Vera Vertanian, yep. also a long-term fan and friend of mine. Um, yeah, it's, it's a good team. It's a really good team. There's a lot of people who have been involved with the line since first edition. A lot of people came in during second edition, and some people are just new to third. Yeah. So. Dear fans, it's in very, very good hands. Yes. It's in very good hands. Yeah, it's really great to hear about. Uh, is there anything else you want to bring up uh, that excites you here at PAX or cool things that Onyx Path is doing? Any other uh, good stuff you've seen? Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Onyx, do you want to do Onyx Path stuff first? Yeah. Yeah, let's shill our own products. Uh, the book that I'm developing for Scion, uh, Titanomaki, went into manuscript approvals two weeks ago, yeah. uh, which means that the book is written... Uh, done to my satisfaction and sent off to be approved by the powers that be to do some touch-ups, catch it's any pretty good. Yeah, I like catch it. any errors. He's one of the powers that be. Yeah, you know, catch any stuff that's missing, fill in the gaps, and then it comes back. Mm -hmm. It gets polished a little bit more, and it gets sent off to be edited and then to be produced. Yeah, my role as lead developer um, is to look at all the Scion products all across there and point out either inconsistencies in the line or point out places where like a sidebar would clarify things or would hook it into another product. Like one of the things I was actually talking to Monica about, the Kernunios uh, uh, is a is both a titan in Titanomachy and a god in the Scion Companion. He's Ooh, the big horned guy that you see in a lot of like neo-paganism stuff. And I'm like, well, how does this reconcile it? And in reading Monica's uh, stuff that her writers prepared, um, you can see how it reconciles, but I'm like, okay, we can we can tweak this a little bit to make sure we, like, people know they're different and fit it within the cosmology of Scion. Nice. So. Yeah, we actually haven't covered Scion ever in the show, so it'd be really great if uh, the two of you could just give like the quick like two-minute rundown of what Scion is, and then maybe bring up any other horror-themed stuff for Scion that uh, listeners might be excited about. Sure. Well, you're the you're the line developer, sir. <laughs> Scion Second Edition has the uh, as your player characters, you're playing the children of gods in the modern day. Um, so all none of the ancient gods ever went away. Um, a lot of the ancient religions are still around, and they have a direct line of transmission back to their ancient forms. So you can walk down the street and, you know, right beside the Catholic Church is a temple to Odin, um, if you want to. And maybe instead of a cross, someone's got a little Thor's hammer, like, hanging around their neck. Um, so there's a lot more religious diversity in the world. Um, and you, uh, you, one of your parents was a god. 
and they sire to bore you uh, the same way that many, you know, that they do in mythology a lot of time, or they created you, or you just arose spontaneously as a fragment of that god. Um, and at the origin and hero levels, origin's the first book and hero's the second book, you're playing sort of, you know, mortals, and then you're playing mortals with a lot of divine power. And there's going to be two more books uh, in, in the main line going down there, Demigod and God. Uh, Demigod talks about that next tier of power, but when you're really, like, going towards becoming a god. And God is, of course, about being a god and what all that, what all that entails. Uh, one of the things that I really like about Scion and especially about the world, capital T, capital W, as its setting, uh, is that there's no masquerade. The, the, the gods are not hidden. The scions are not hidden. Uh, like, your neighbor might be a centaur. <laughs> uh, yeah. Or your neighbor might be a demigod. Like, uh, it's, it's, it makes the world, our world, but, like, magical and fantastic. And it's a really, like, I really love that about scion setting a lot. Yeah. Um, I'm stoked for demigod and things that are going to come out in demigod. Demigod has, uh, so, um, let me just introduce myself here now as like one of Scion's chief mechanical designers. Yep. Um, Demigod has some of my best designs in it. No, no, no joke. Like, it's really good. Uh, the Demigod's play, can I talk about Demigod and how, uh, like our ideas for playing? Go bananas. Sure, sure, sure. So Demigod is about the conflict between your mortal side and your divine side um, and the struggle to, for one of those to win out. Like, Usually we're going to think that player characters are probably going to ascend to godhood. That's how this goes. But there's also going to be an interesting option for what happens if you fail yeah. to ascend. Um, so at its core, and I think this might actually appeal to your horror audience. Um, so at its core, there is the struggle of the two sides of you. Um, and so very intentionally in all of its design, there is an encouragement to go ape shit. Can I cuss? Yeah, okay. To go ape shit with, with your divine power. Um, and uh, but but whenever you do, it causes trouble. Like because it is because you are struggling between your your mortal self and your divine self. At which point, the more you do your big god things, like perform feats of scale, which are things that let you act on a divine level, um, use a whole bunch of stuff. You keep racking up divinity dice. Which whenever you succeed or fail on your divinity dice, it causes things to blow out like yep. crazy. You get either a catastrophic success or a mortal failure. Uh, and you build up divinity dice until your pool is entirely divinity dice, at which point you gain access to a whole bunch of brand new stunts that are ridiculous just for having them. Uh, but it also fills up the collateral pool, which is another new mechanic. Yeah. Something <laughs> uh, we borrowed from Aberrant. Yep. Um, but the, the, the collateral pool also has a couple Scion unique choices in which, like, whoever tips over the collateral pool into being rolled... Uh, basically is the person who has to roll it, and then the storyteller decides, based on how many successes you have, what gets messed up. Yeah. Uh, and two of them include, oh shit, my, my, my purview that caused this to trigger suddenly manifests all over the place. You can't throw a fireball without making everything very flammable. Right. Um, but it doesn't, like, but because of the way the collateral pool works, sometimes you can tip that over, like, because you were trying to convince someone of something, and now all of a sudden the room is, the floor is lava because you're you invoked the passions of fire or whatever. Yep. Um, and one of them also pulls a pantheon-relevant overworld <laughs> into the reality and yeah. causes a big rift. You need five successes for that. You really, have to, you really have to cock that one up in order for that one to go off. But boy, I cannot, 
I cannot wait to see how Demigod plays. I'm so excited. Yeah, I'm absolutely excited for that. It's going to be a fantastic book. I'm hoping to get that in approvals by uh, in the next couple months and then start releasing some snippets out to a couple people. Um, one of the other books I'm excited about is being developed by my good friend Chris Spivey, uh, who did Harlem Unbound and has been oh, a, long-time, nice. a, a long-time Cthulhu writer. Um, Chris is developing a supplement for Scion called Mass of the Mythos, which is exactly what it sounds like. Uh, it's a sort of alternate canon take. Um, it, it's not necessarily real unless you want it to be, but it introduces right. the great old ones into Scion and what that means cosmologically, what that means for Scions, what that means for their cults and the people they choose to empower. Nice. Yeah, that's pretty exciting and definitely has a uh, even stronger horror take to uh, Scion. So, yeah, it seems like a really cool book. Uh, yeah. Is there anything else you want to share about uh, what you've seen here at PAX? Any other stuff you're excited about? Anything else from uh, Onyx Path, just as we're wrapping up? Uh, uh, can I shill for my own stuff? Yes. Yeah, okay. So you see I'm wearing this T-shirt that says Bonus Experience. Uh, that's my podcast. Uh, I do a podcast that is um, me and my buddy um, Ray. We are two queer women. We discuss game design, uh, and we're also very funny. Uh, it is a, a comedy design podcast, 30-minute uh, long episodes. Um, ideally, we release twice a month, but not always. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, um, bxpcast.com. Please check it out. Uh, if you love the sound of my voice, uh, you'll get to hear it for 30 minutes in a, in a design show. We can uh, put a link in that, uh, to that in our show notes so people can check it out. Absolutely. Um, I got nothing. You got nothing? I got nothing. nothing. All right. Nothing at all. He's here. Well, you're doing a great job, running a lot of great games, great demos, and uh, really appreciate it. Thank uh, you so much. Onyx Path has a great presence here, and uh, people that aren't at PAX Unplugged should check it out next year. It's uh, definitely really rad. So uh, thank you, both of you. Really appreciate you uh, taking the time out of your day. Yeah, thank you um, for grabbing right. me randomly and yeah. being like, talk to this guy. And Thanks like, so much. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. All right. And to all the listeners out there, take it easy and have a good night. This has been an episode of Darker Days Radio. Special thanks to Occam's Laser for the intro, outro, and new bumper music from their hit album, Nine Circles. Check out the rest of their work at occamslaser.bandcamp.com.